0: Hey, what's up? Joe here, REI in your car. Just driving back home from a dentist appointment. Always fun, you know, but I'm not going to complain. Thank God for dentists. I don't know how people survived with bad teeth, you know, back in the pioneer days when they didn't have a dentist. Do you guys remember that scene from the law? What was the movie with Tom Hanks? Uh, Castaway or Stowaway, Castaway. Remember that? And he had to hit his tooth out with the, um, uh, the ice, ice skating, uh, the ice skate. Oh my gosh. Oh, anyway, I got something cool to talk about today. I think, you know, um, a question I get a lot on my coaching calls is, how do I do this real estate investing job uh, business consistently when I have a full-time job? You know, doing real estate on the side is a challenge and I'm sure some of you have that challenge as well. You're faced with these struggles of, I got a full-time job, I've got a, a lot of commitments. How do you keep it all going? And I can relate really I can't and even though it's been a while I quit my job in 2009 but one of the biggest frustrations I had for about three years I was trying to do real estate on the side while I had a full-time job while I had a wife and a family and kids at home and all the other commitments and volunteers things that we did you know I was coaching little league t-ball and and um excuse me involved with kids and church stuff and it's hard there is no real easy answer, I think. You know, it, It's just really about how bad do you want it and how disciplined are you with your time. And I'm not very disciplined with my time, I don't think. I wish I was more. But for me, I really wanted it bad. And um, I started, you know, I remember going to some boot camps. At the time, there was a guy, uh, Richard Roop. I interviewed him on my podcast a few years ago uh, and Dan Duran those were two guys that were together doing some stuff and I really liked them they were inspirational and uh, they would do these workshops and <clears throat> Dan Duran and Richard Roop would talk a lot about we're not in the real estate investing business we're in the marketing business and uh, they had one time where they were talking about marketing and they said you need to time block it you need to time block your calendar to get the marketing done it's, every day you've got to do something you know you need to talk to sellers you need to make offers you need to set aside the time to do the marketing whether it's um, sending letters or postcards or doing texting cold calling uh, looking on the MLS for older listings new listings and making offers you know emailing realtors you've got to book that time, set aside that time in your calendar. So I started doing that. I started blocking off time of when I was going to do marketing. But for me, that didn't work because I would block off the time, but I would be busy and I just wouldn't do it anyway. So it wasn't, some people can do that really well, right? You're probably one of them. (laughs) But you put something in the calendar, it's in the calendar, it's going to get done, right? Well, I'm not that way. I wish I was. But so I realized something else they said later on, uh, they were actually advertising a done-for-you marketing service that does direct mail. And uh, it was a premium service. It was expensive. But they had this phrase they used called marketing done for you in spite of you. And I loved that. I thought, oh, wow, <clears throat> that's really cool. I'm going to get, I need to get my marketing, because if I'm not in the real estate investing business, I'm in the marketing business. I need to get my marketing done for me in spite of me. But I didn't want <clears throat> to, I couldn't afford to use their expensive direct mail service. In like fact, some of you might remember, it was Sales Team Live, I think is what it was called. Gary Boomershine. Some of you remember. And uh, I just couldn't, you know, not that it was bad, but I couldn't afford it. So I never signed up with them, but I loved that phrase, marketing done for you in spite of you. And I started thinking about virtual assistants. And this is about the time that 4-Hour Workweek book came out with Tim Ferriss. And I started thinking about hiring virtual assistants to do my marketing for me and that's when everything changed for me because I knew that if I wanted to quit my job I needed to get a steady consistent flow of leads I needed to get a steady I needed to keep my pipeline full of seller leads because that was the key to you know I was doing deals occasionally here and there this is kind of what happened I would you know do a lot of marketing get a lot of leads get overwhelmed <clears throat> and start working the leads and I'd have to shut my marketing off and I would make a bunch of offers and follow up and talk to a lot of sellers and then I'd get some deals under contract which was all exciting and then I would start marketing the home and selling it and then I turn around a month two months later and I've you know made a quick five grand seven grand or whatever sometimes two or three grand but I would make some money and my, pi- turn around and my pipeline was empty nothing I didn't have any new leads coming in. So it wasn't like a light switch you can just turn on and leads start flooding in again. It takes time to build that momentum. And I realized I started going through these up and down vicious cycles of making a lot of money and then not making any money and going through a two, three month dry spell of no deals because it takes a couple months, sometimes three months to build that momentum back up again of consistent marketing. So I was playing this yo-yo up and down game and it was really, really stressful and did not like it. So just from, you know, it's it's funny too, because I'm looking back, I remember guys like Richard Roop and Dan Duran talking about this, the the importance of the consistency in marketing and consistently doing it and building that momentum and holding, keeping the momentum, so important. momentum is such an important part of this business. Talked about it over and over and over again. There's like three M's to success in this business: marketing, momentum, and mentor. You need to have all three. So I realized I, I gotta get the marketing done for me in spite of me. So I hired a virtual assistant, and at the time I was sending a lot of text messages and voice messages, voice blasts, to landlords who listed who were listing their properties for rent on Zillow and Craigslist. So I hired a VA. I remember I was too nervous and scared to hire a virtual assistant from the Philippines. So I hired a VA from Indiana. I forget her name, but she was really good. And she just started doing the marketing for me. She would scrape the leads from Zillow and Craigslist, put them into a spreadsheet, and then would send them, you know, I'd do 20 or 30 text messages and voicemails a day. And then the leads would come in. And then I would talk to them at that point. And she was, it's funny, it's a long story, side story, but she introduced me to some other new real estate investing strategies. So she t- she started teaching me some things because she said, what you're doing is real similar to what another client of mine is doing. You should check him out. And so I did. But anyway, God works in mysterious ways. How that opened up so many other doors. I'm actually really grateful for her. That one VA that I had, I wish I'd love to talk to her again someday and I don't even remember her name I she worked for me for about a year this was back in 2007 2008 so 15 years ago 16 years ago so uh, after that I started getting more comfortable with using virtual assistants and I hired VA's all right so I do have a little outline of points that I want to talk about when you are in this you want to do real estate but you have a full-time job you're working 50 60 hours a week you've got a family you've got commitments what do you do? How do you do it? Doing this real estate thing on the side is a challenge. It's hard, right? So, some points I want to talk about here. Number one, keep it simple. You've got to just take a deep breath. Don't think that you can do it all. You need to keep it simple. And instead, you know, you might have these grand plans of sending a hundred emails a day, making fifty fold uh, cold calls a day, or sending five hundred letters a week, or and you've got this great marketing plan figured out, but it's it's not everybody can do that. And don't beat yourself up if you're not able to keep that up. So I'd suggest coming up with a simpler plan. Coming up, coming up with something simpler, like maybe just ten letters a day, maybe send ten emails a day, or do twenty cold calls a day, five cold calls a day. What if it was just um, you know call five realtors every day, send you know what I'm saying? So keep it simple. Focus on really small daily activities, and keep it simple. Now, in order to do that, you got to stop doing the stupid stuff. All right, you got to stop wasting time on stupid stuff. What is the stupid stuff? Well, everybody's kind of a little different. Some stupid stuff for me was listening to more courses and boot camps and workshops. Like. I knew what I needed to do. I didn't. I didn't need to get any more education. Edu- now, education's important. Thank God you're listening here to this because this is really important. But, um, like you can, you it gets shiny object syndrome and you start chasing all these shiny objects because you want to learn something new and there's some kind of secret that uh, you've got to learn or that. Oh man, short sales sound fascinating. Those are coming back. What about tax liens and auctions and? The new trend, I think, now is uh, instead of Airbnb short-term rentals, it's mid-term rentals, right? Learning how to do mid-term rentals to uh, nurses and furnishing houses instead of selling by the night, sell by the month. Uh, Leasing, you know, so like that's a new thing. So be careful of shiny objects. Like stop wasting your time on stupid stuff that is not producing revenue. You need to be focusing on revenue-generating activities, So stop farting around with a website, you know, stop farting around with uh, a CRM that you're building from the ground up. And if you're into software and all of that, um, be focused on revenue generating activities like marketing, like talking to sellers, like making offers and stuff like that. Okay. All right. Now, what are some revenue generating activities? Real simple. You should write this down, make it a goal to talk to five sellers a day. Talk to five sellers a day. If I mean, like if that was your only, if that was your marketing plan, that, that would be awesome. That That's amazing. You're going to do deals. I guarantee you, if you talk to five sellers a day in one week, that's 25 sellers you've talked to. That's 25 a week, right? Yeah, yeah. And then 100 a month. Can you imagine if you just talked to 100 sellers a month, would you do deals? Uh, 100 times yes, you would. And that could include follow-up, right? You could follow up with old leads. Just call them. That could include calling realtors and property managers. You know, look up properties that have been on the market over 30 days that need updating, that need work. Call the realtors up and ask them about the property, the listing agent. Say, hey, you know, tell me about this property. It looks like a nice, you know, uh, property, nice neighborhood. Why isn't it sold yet, you know? Um, what do you think the property needs to get fixed up? What do you think, once it's fixed up, what it, what would it sell for? Ask them questions about the seller's motivation. They're not in a hurry to sell this, right? They've got lots of time. How negotiable are are they on their price? Um, you know, they they wouldn't accept something in, in this range, would they? I don't want to offend anybody. Um, but, you know, where are they at? If I could get them that price, would they consider maybe uh, some seller carryback financing or letting me uh, lease it for a little while while I fix it up and then with an option to buy it? You know what I'm saying? So like, Call five realtors, five property managers a day. A property manager, with them, it's like, hey, you know, I see you have this rental property here. I'm looking to buy some more rental properties in the area. I'm also looking for a property manager that can manage my properties. But, like, you don't have any clients. The client of this house, they wouldn't be interested in maybe selling it. Would they entertain an offer? Do you have any other clients with rental properties that are looking to sell? You, most property managers or realtors offer to pay them a commission. Do you see what I'm going with all this? All right. Another thing is once you're starting to talk to five sellers a day, it should come natural that you start making offers. A lot of them are going to say, just make an offer, or they may say, you know, they may not, it may not be a good time of conversation, but still send them an offer anyway, right? So then make it a goal to send at least three offers a day. You could send offers to older listings on the MLS. Uh, you could send, you could resend offers to old leads. You sent them an offer a month ago, send them another offer again in the mail, um, by email, by text. Send, uh, if you sent a cash offer a couple months ago to a seller, send a new offer with uh, owner financing or subject to or some kind of lease option. Send them a, a two option letter of intent, maybe a cash offer at one price and then a little higher price if they would do some seller financing. So, another thing you could do if you're making three offers a day, you know, go into court records and find the evictions and maybe just send cold, blind offers to the owners of the properties that are going through evictions right now. Cool. What's another thing that you can, what's another revenue generating activity? You've got talking to five sellers a day, you know, make at least three offers a day. What if you uh, sent 20 letters a day? That's a revenue generating activity, right? Handwrite 20 yellow letters a day or print them and hand address the envelopes, put live stamps on them. One of the tricks I like to do is crumple up the paper, you know, crumple up the paper and send Refold it back out, write on the letter, don't throw me away. And just say, hey, do you want to sell your house? You could send letters, yellow letters, to the owners of rental properties on Zillow. You know, look for, uh, I used to do a lot of this, lease option deals on nicer rental properties. I'd send the letters to the owners of the nicer rental properties on Zillow. All right, so let's review. I was saying uh, revenue generating activities like talking to five sellers a day, make at least three offers a day. Send at least 20 letters a day, 20 yellow letters a day. Little things like that, man, that's going to add up to doing deals. And, you know, that's stuff that you can do in the evenings or on the weekends, right? Uh, You could write letters while you're watching TV at night, uh, while you're reading the paper. Do people still read the paper in the mornings, right? You can handwrite 20 letters a day. Yeah, so the other thing about this too, it's, it's important that you start thinking about building a team. Building a team, you can hire uh, as soon as you can. As soon as you can afford it, hire a virtual assistant. And there's three things your virtual assistants should be doing for you. Number one, they should be doing all your marketing for you. So they should be the ones. Now they can't do cold calls. You could hire a cold call VA, but um, you know maybe you know uh, the, the VA could do um, a texting for you or send some personalized voicemails for you. I don't know, like send emails for you, do some scrapes. Some, they could go to the county records, court records and look up evictions and put them in a spreadsheet for you. Um, so there's marketing that your VA could do. Think about anything that you're doing. What could you outsource and automate? Um, the second thing your VA should be doing. Oh, by the way, the VA with your marketing, if they're not doing the marketing, they should at least be tracking the marketing for you. So you can track your KPIs, like how much marketing went out, put, have them put it in a spreadsheet. Um, How much marketing went out? How many leads came from which form of marketing that you were doing? Of those leads, you know, how many appointments did you make or how many offers did you send? Uh, So you need to know your numbers, your KPIs, your key performance indicators to know which marketing is working and what's not. So make it the VA's responsibility to track those things for you. It's a manual process, but it's important. That way you can look back and see, all right, well, I did, you know, 20 deals last year from this type of marketing. I had to make an average of, uh, you know, 20 offers to get uh, one deal. My average profit per deal was 15 grand. So my my average cost per lead was this. So my average revenue per lead is this. Then you know your numbers and you know, all right, well, if I want to do, I need to make 10 grand this month. I need to send uh, you know, 500 letters. I need to make uh, 35 phone calls or whatever. Okay, that's the first thing your VA should be doing, the marketing or updating your KPIs, tracking your marketing and all that. Second thing your VA should be doing is updating your CRM. I recommend and use, highly, highly recommend FreedomSoft, freedomsoftjoe.com, but uh, make your VA the CRM expert. Make them the one that knows how it works and how to use it and make them be the one that updates the CRM with the details of the deal. So you just, vo- I, I, there's a smartphone messaging app called Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. And I Voxer the VAs and say, hey, I just talked to the seller, Jim, at 123 Main Street. And give the seller all the notes on the call you just had, right? Tell them, all right, uh, they're not interested in selling right now, but, um, you know, it's listed with an agent. Remind me in three months when the listing expires to call them back and follow up with them. Um, go ahead and send them a letter and tell them, hey, it was nice talking to you today about your house. Uh, I know you don't want to sell right now, but if circumstances change, please call me. Uh, thanks, you know, uh, or you could say, go ahead and send them a one-page offer for a uh, cash offer for 50 grand, and uh, remind me in 30 days to send them another offer or follow up with them. You understand what I'm saying? So you tell the VA to update the CRM for you. The third thing your VA should be doing is all your follow-up. So every single lead, this is why it's important to have a good CRM like FreedomSoft, every single lead That comes in, whether it's hot, cold, warm, any of them, you need to follow up with them every 30 days and make your VAs do that. Every lead that's in your CRM has a task assigned to somebody in the future. Don't just status that lead as follow-up, status that lead as follow-up with a task in 30 days, right? And then that's your VA's responsibility. It could be an email, it could be a text, it could be, thank you. It could be um, another letter, could be a phone call, voicemail, but make your VA do all of your follow-up for you, all right? In the terms of like t- talking about, again, the working, building your team, you've got your VA. You also need to start thinking about realtors, and this is important, especially if you're doing vacant land. Like I teach and recommend and do, you need to get, start thinking about realtors. So now you got realtors on your team that are doing the work of selling your deals, maybe even bringing you deals, etc., Um, And then finally, rounding off your team, you need to get a mentor. You need to get a coach that can hold you accountable to these things, okay? So critical and important that you get a coach to kind of hold your hand, help you figure out the metrics, ask you things like, hey, show me your scorecard. What did you do last week? How many offers did you make? A coach, you need, whether it's me or anybody, you've got to have a coach that says, hey, Joe, how many offers did you make last week? You only made three offers last week? And what was wrong? Were you sick? Were you in the hospital? Did uh, your wife die or something? Like, why did you only... That's horrible, sorry. Why did you only make three offers last week? You're supposed to make three offers a day. You should have made 15. What's going on? How many sellers did you talk to? Oh, you only talked to 10 sellers last week? What's wrong? Did you have like cataract eye surgery? Did you have uh, an apodectomy? what's 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 going on? A coach is going to hold you accountable and say, uh, what did you do that was more important than this? What's your goal, really? Is it to, you want to stay in your miserable J-O-B? Or do you want to do real estate and make money doing that, right? Like, wake up, stop focusing on this stupid stuff and do what's important. Focus on your revenue generating activities. You ding-a-ling. All right, so that's not how my conversations go. But, kind of. I don't call my students ding Sometimes they need to be called ding because, again, we all do it, right? We focus on stupid stuff. Anyway, all right, cool. You got it. Now, go make it happen. If you got a full-time job, I know it's hard. It's not easy. Nobody's going to, there is no push button, get rich quick, magic button that money's going to fall from the sky while you sit in your underwear in your parents' basement Flipping deals virtually, right? you got to work at it. you got to put in the effort. And if you can't do it, get somebody else who can. Get your marketing done for you in spite of you. Build a team. Get a virtual assistant to do the marketing if you can't do it. Focus on what's most important. Talking to sellers and making offers. That's it. And you'll start doing deals. And you start making some money. Then you quit your job. And then you can scale. If you want. Go travel. Like go, you can now start doing deals from Prague for three months like I did twice go live in Prague and uh, you can do deals from there just working a few hours a day oh. hey guys gotta go take care of one. hey listen if you wanna apply for a coaching um, I believe if you go to coachjoe.net is one of my sites I do have a coaching program with my good coaching business partner Gavin if you go to coachjoe.net that should take you to an application page go check that out coachjoe.net We'll see you guys. Take care. Bye.